Welcome to the GUT podcast in the paper. Fecal microbiota transplantation with anti-inflammatory diet, followed by anti-inflammatory diet alone, is effective in inducing and maintaining remission over one year in mild to moderate ulcerative colitis, a randomized controlled trial. Published in paper copy in GUT in December 2022. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of GUT and a Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool, United Kingdom. And I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Vinit Ajua from the Department of Gastroenterology and Human Nutrition, All India Institute of Medical Sciences, New Delhi, India. He started one of the first dedicated IBD clinics in India in 2004 and leads the IBD team at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences with a cohort of 7,000 patients on follow-up. Professor Adjua is the senior author on this excellent paper. Professor, thank you so much for joining me today to do this podcast and congratulations on your excellent paper. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? Thank you, Dr. Smith, for inviting me to this podcast. I would foremost like to thank the GUT editorial team and editor-in-chief of GUT, Professor Omar, for accepting our paper. I would also like to take this opportunity to thank my team members who have done a great job, and each one of them has provided stellar contribution to the study. The team includes Dr. Saurabh Kedia, Dr. Govind Makharia, IBD Fellows, Dr. Sudhir Vayaru, Dr. Piyush Kumar, Dr. Bhaskar, and the research associates, Shubhi Virbani, Mukesh Kumar, Aditya Bajaj, and Manaswani Markande. And now I'll take your question, Dr. Smith. Well, you know, like IBD, including ulcerative colitis, has been characterized by gut dysbiosis. Although there's a big question mark whether dysbiosis causes the disease or dysbiosis is the effect of the disease. That remains an enigma. And if you look at the present treatment algorithms for ulcerative colitis, they're all focused on dysregulated immune response. And what do we see out here? We have plenty of drugs which are available, but they're limited by therapeutic ceiling, moderate efficacy, side effects, infections and malignancy, and the cost. And this is especially important in developing countries where the disease burden of IBD is rising. So would not correction of dysbiosis be a more physiological, cost-effective, and safe approach to target the intestinal inflammation? So that was the question in our background. How can dysbiosis be corrected? Dysbiosis can be corrected by microbiome manipulation strategies like fecal microbial transplantation. And why not? Just by dietary manipulation. FMT or fecal microbial transplantation, as we know, there have been randomized controlled trials which have been done in patients with ulcerative colitis and they have been found to be successful. The question is whether diet has the potential to enhance the success of FMT by creating a favorable niche. What kind of diet? Could there be something like an anti-inflammatory diet? What would be the principles of this anti-inflammatory diet? It would be something like if you do not take dairy products, avoid processed and red meat, avoid gluten-based grains, avoid food additives, avoid refined sugars, and increase the intake of fresh fruits and vegetables, fermented foods, 
Aryl hydrocarbon receptor ligand rich vegetables like the cruciferous vegetables, that is, the cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, polyphenols, etc. So, would that be beneficial if we added to FMT? Then the third component, when we talk about FMT, the gray zone is who would be the best donor. Donors have a very important influence on the success rate of FMT. In a previous study, we have shown that in a cohort of healthy individuals, plural healthy individuals had a healthier microbiome than urban healthy individuals. So which formed the basis again that why not have FMT donors from a rural background? Hence, we planned a unique study design which combined fecal microbial transplantation from multiple rural donors, along with an anti-inflammatory diet for induction, followed by anti-inflammatory diet alone for maintaining remission in patients with mild to moderate ulcerative colitis. So that was the background, Dr. Smith, on the basis of which we started this work. Thank you. That was a very thorough but interesting background overview to your study. So what are the new findings your study has, has found? This study was an open-label randomized controlled trial which randomized patients with mild to moderate ulcerative colitis in a one-is-to-one ratio to one arm, which is FMT and anti-inflammatory diet. I would call it FMT-8 arm. And the other was optimized standard medical therapy. It was not only the medical therapy to standard, but optimized. That is, that in the sense that we added enemas, we added suppositories, we increased the dose of 5-ASS, etc. And to the FMT and AID, anti-inflammatory diet arm, they received seven weekly colonoscopic infusions of freshly prepared FMT from multiple rural donors. That is over a period of seven weeks, one every week. So they received it. They had their diet pattern was changed to the anti-inflammatory diet. Subsequently, at eight weeks in both arms, whichever patients who had responded clinically, they were followed until 48 weeks. And the patients who were in FMT ADAM, they continued with anti-inflammatory diet. What were we looking at? We were looking at clinical response and deep remission at eight weeks, that is induction, and thereafter deep remission at 48 weeks, that is when maintenance with anti-inflammatory diet was given. 68, six patients were included, and FMT aid was found to be superior to the standardized medical therapy in clinical response as well as remission with a delta of approximately 30%, with the odds ratio ranging from 3.2 to 3.5. And even for deep remission, FMT plus anti-inflammatory diet was superior to the medical therapy with a odds ratio of six. Subsequently, surprisingly, and it was interesting, I would say, I wouldn't say surprising, I would say it was interesting, anti-inflammatory diet was superior to standard medical therapy in maintaining deep remission until 48 weeks. The delta was around 25%. So clearly, FMT in combination with anti-inflammatory diet was more effective than optimized standard medical therapy in inducing remission in patients with mild to moderate ulcerative colitis. We did not include patients with severe colitis. And the anti-inflammatory diet could sustain the remission until one year and was more effective than the standard medical therapy. So these were the novel findings of this study. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Thank you. Again, a very clear overview of your study findings, very interesting findings. So how might your study therefore impact on clinical practice uh, in the foreseeable future, do you think? Well, I think this study 
is interesting enough to open doors in terms of for clinical practice. The major strength of our study was a unique protocol in terms of combining two microbiome manipulation strategies, FMT and diet. And it was seen that they not only induce remission, the effect could be maintained only with diet, which adds novelty to the study. This approach seems to be very practical, acceptable for patients as they can get the FMT sessions initially, and subsequently they can practice the modified diet at home and avoid the hospital visits. Yes, somebody would say that aren't seven FMT sessions too many? Would it be practical to give seven FMT sessions? Yes, subsequently one can work on it and the number of sessions can be reduced. We can work on it in terms of another study and look at it. But yet at the same time, for 48 weeks thereafter, it's all domiciliary care. The patients have to just take a standard uh, modified diet, which is the anti-inflammatory diet. This is also the first induction randomized control trial on FMT from Asia, which represents an ethnically different population. And besides that, Asia is one region where disease burden of IBD is rising, where resource constraints are massive. So the study provides a low-cost, safe alternative for IBD physicians in these resource-limited settings. We always talk about adverse events. Adverse events for immune-targeted therapies are plenty and well-known. Here, FMT was not associated with any major serious adverse event, nor was anti-inflammatory diet associated with any adversity. So this opens the door for combination therapy. Today, the world of IBD is talking about combination therapy in terms of advanced combination therapy. Why not combine, let's say, vedolizumab and tofacitinib? Why not combine infliximab and vedolizumab? for patients who have advanced disease and all, which are refractory diseases. Here we are talking of a different kind of combination therapy, a physiological combination therapy, a combination of fecal microbial transplantation and anti-inflammatory diet, which obviously is associated with the least amount of side effects and yet at the same time seems to be providing benefit. So I feel in foreseeable future, once we have one or two more trials coming on validating this study results, it is definitely going to have an impact on clinical research. Thank you again. You've, you've partly touched on this already, but how might, therefore, given what you've just said, uh, study impact on re research priorities in the foreseeable future? Uh, Dr. Smith, as I said, that global IBD research is heavily invested in working on immune pathways. And yet addressing those immune pathways does not cure this disease. It simply resets the immune pathways. So the drugs have to be taken on an infinite basis. And not only that, you keep on sequencing the drugs, moving from one immune targeting by immune cytokine targeting to another cytokine targeting and so on and so forth. Whereas here, what we have shown that with combination of FMT and antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory diet, you can quench the fire. As people say that initially when there is active disease, it's like a forest fire in the gut microbiome. So if you put in fecal microbial transplantation, which is like trying to quench that fire with putting in a lot of water out there in a way, I'm just giving analogy. So you're quenching that fire. Once the fire has simmered down, then the patient can respond to microbial rejuvenating measures, which are easier, simpler, like altering the diet. So for research, 
these initial pieces of data, the initial randomized control trials of FMT and UC, subsequently this randomized control trial of FMT plus diet and UC, they open up the doors for microbiome manipulation and dietary interventions. And they are going to play a major role in the management of IBD and are going to be further evaluated. Further to this would be metabolite profiling. We are going to follow up with this with another study where we're looking at metabolite. So you're going to look at metabolite profiling, and this is targeted therapy based on metabolite profiling, metabolites from the microbes which have been beneficial. This targeted therapy would be very much possible in near foreseeable future. It is just what I would say that this concept is so much more physiological, so much more closer to the nature. And that is where I feel medicine should move on. And that is where the real strength of medicine would be if it can provide a more physiological cure for a nerve wracking disease like inflammatory bowel disease. Thank you. I'm fairly certain there'll be lots of listeners uh, agreeing with you. And uh, thank you, Professor Vinita Adua, for doing this podcast today. Once again, congratulations to you and your co-authors and this fantastic paper being published in Guts. It's a really fabulous paper to read. If people do want to read the paper, the link for it will be underneath this podcast. And of course, please do join us again in the future for further Guts podcast. Thank you for listening today. Mm